Welcome. This is the Word to Wisdom with John Straza, a teaching ministry that will build you up in the love of God's Word. And now, here's John. Hey, this is John Straza, and welcome to the program today. I'm really excited to get into the topic today. We're really going to be talking about Jesus, and in particular, we're going to be talking about Jesus as the Word. The scriptures bring this up, and I want to talk about it, uh, in particular, the Gospel of John, the way he starts out his Gospel. Um, This is one of the apostles that spent three years walking with Jesus. He saw him do so many things. He was even there at the crucifixion. I mean, this is a man that walked with the Lord when he was here on earth. And yet, when he wrote this gospel, he referred to Jesus as the Word. So let's get into the first chapter of John and let's talk about this a a bit and see what this is all about. You're going to find this to be life-changing. And that's what this program is about, by the way. I often don't say it enough. This is about getting into the Word and getting wisdom, getting understanding. So you can live by this Word. This Word is what changes our lives. And interestingly, in this particular episode, we're talking about Jesus as the Word. So this all is really deep. It's wonderful. So let's look at the first chapter of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And that's old English for saying that nothing was made without Jesus. Nothing. All things were made through him. And in verse 4 it says, And in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now, I want to skip over to verse 14, and it reads like this, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And John, John the Baptist, actually, is who he's speaking of, bore witness of him, crying and saying, This was he of whom I spoke. He that comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Now, a lot has been said in these verses, and it would take a long time to go through it all today. I really want to focus on the fact that John called him the Word. And The Greek word that we're translating word here is logos, and that's a pretty big word in a way, not in uh, length of letters, but in meaning. Logos is not just word or letters put together or a a saying. It's more to it than that. It's, in this case, very much about a message, a living word, something far more deep than just saying a word written on paper. And, of course, we know that just by looking at this, because we're talking about Jesus. John could have said, in the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. And Jesus was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Jesus, and without Jesus, nothing was made. That's what the first three verses were saying. And even the fourth verse, and in Jesus was life, 
and that life was the light of men, and that light shined in darkness, and the darkness didn't comprehend it. So John chose, really, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, to refer to Jesus in this case as the Word, to show us something here. And it's broad. First of all, the Word is how God operates. This gets to be deep because we can say the words that come out of God's mouth are living, and they are. But I want to take you into Romans and in Hebrews both to show you one aspect of why John called him the Word. This is really beautiful. And I want to give you a hint up front by saying the Word means the message. It's more than that, but that's one of the meanings. It's a living word, really. It's so much broader. But if we were to think of the message, let's say. Let's look at Romans. Paul is writing the book of Romans, and he starts it out by saying something extraordinary. It seems simple at first, but it's, it's so big. It's right in the first verse. Paul says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Now that may seem simple up front, and in a way it is. But look at what Paul is saying. He's introducing himself and he's saying, Paul, that he's a servant of Jesus Christ, that he was called by God to be an apostle, and that he was separated, put aside, to bring the gospel of God. God who? In this case, he's really referring to God the Father. And it's interesting that we know that the gospel means good news, a message. It's the message. And in this case, he's saying the good news or the message of God the Father. So let me read it again and take the next couple of verses after it, and you're going to start to see this come together. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, the message of God, which he had promised before by his prophets and the Holy Scriptures. He's saying that this message, this good news, had been promised to us all, right in the Scriptures, right in the prophets. And what was it about? Well, verse 3 says it. Concerning his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. That's amazing. Let's look at this all together. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised before in the prophets and the scriptures, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh, and declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. So what Paul is saying here is that this message of God this word had been promised, and it was concerning his son. All along, it was concerning Jesus. Right from the first pages of the Bible in the Old Testament and all the way through the prophets, the Psalms, Jesus was being promised. And it was a message. That's why Paul said, the gospel of God, this message of God. So what does John say in his, in the beginning was the word, this message, this living word. And he was with God all along. And he was God. And all things were made by him. When, when the book of Genesis shows us creation, Jesus was there. And to understand the fullness of this would take a lot of time. It would take 
time in the presence of God. This is not something you can understand in full. I don't know if we could ever understand it totally in full, the complete inner workings of God. It would be far beyond us to, to grasp this. But when we spend time with this, looking at John, for instance, saying, in the beginning was the Word, you begin to realize how important the Word of God is. And here again, John is saying that Jesus is the Word. He came to represent the Word of His Father. And we know that God sent His Son. So we're going somewhere with this. But in Romans 1, I'm going to continue. If you scoot over to verse 16, Paul says one of the most important things he says in the book of Romans. He was talking about this gospel, this gospel of God, this message of God. And here he calls it the gospel of Christ because it was about Christ and it was about the living word being here present on earth, showing us the nature of God, bringing a message to us, showing us by example the message of life and light of forgiveness, of love. And his word, when he spoke, was so powerful, it changed lives. It healed sicknesses. His hand, when he would touch people, healed them of blindness and diseases. It set them free. This message was carried by the man Jesus, who was God and man at the same time. So Paul is now talking about this message, this gospel of God. And in this verse, he's saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And look at this, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And then he goes on to say, for therein, meaning in this message, in this word, in this gospel, in Christ, the message is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. This is very powerful. God's word is first and foremost. He holds it above everything. And he sent his son to speak to us. And if you don't see it that way, I want to read something that will prove it to you. I want to read a verse in Hebrews 1 that to me is one of the most beautiful and amazing scriptures. I don't know which book I like more, Romans or Hebrews. They're both extraordinary to me. So now let's look at Hebrews 1. Also, right in the beginning, we've got three books here, John, Romans, and Hebrews. And they all start out in a very, very similar way. They're talking about Jesus, and they're talking about God sending Jesus, and they're talking about the importance of God's word, his message. And Jesus came to deliver that message. And I'm going to show it to you right here. Hebrews 1 will clear this all up. If you have any questions, this one really brings it out front. So now the writer, and we don't know who the writer of Hebrews is, but the writer says this right in, in verse 1, chapter 1. God, and he's talking about God the Father, who at various times and different ways spoke in times past unto the fathers, by the prophets, and has in these last days spoken unto us, look at this, by his Son, Jesus, the Word. I'll read that again. God the Father, who at different times, meaning all through history, and in different ways, spoke unto the fathers, those who were before us, by the prophets. That's how he spoke to them. But in these last days, 
And this was written over 2,000 years ago, but we are in the last days. The Father in these last days has, look at this, spoken to us by his Son. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was made flesh, and he dwelt among us, and he brought grace and truth. That's what John said in his thing. And look at what's being said here. In these last days, right here in Hebrews 1, verse 2, has spoken to us by his Son whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. He made everything, the universe, everything that was made. So he's confirming what John said. And he's confirming what Paul said too, because this is the message of God. How did he bring it to us? Through Jesus. Like John said, Jesus was the word, the word of God sent to us the word that became flesh and walked among us and brought grace and truth and showed us light and life, showed us the nature of God. Now, how do we know that he showed us the nature of God? Well, the writer of Hebrews says it right here. In verse 3, the writer of Hebrews says something very, very important. He's now talking about Jesus. He said that the Father spoke to us in these last days through his Son, whom, meaning Jesus, he appointed heir of all things, and by whom, meaning Jesus, all the worlds were made, everything was made. Who, meaning Jesus, verse 3, who, being the brightness of the Father's glory and the express or exact image of the Father's person. That's how we know Jesus was the example of who God the Father was. Jesus came to show us the Father. He was the express or exact image of the Father. In these last days, God the Father spoke to us by his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who saved us. Is that not amazing? I love this. Let, let, I'll read verse 3 again in Hebrews 1. Who being the brightness, and he's talking about Jesus here, who being the brightness of the Father's glory and the express image of the Father's person, and upholding all things. Jesus is upholding all things. Look at this, by the word of his power. That says it all. And it says that he had by himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty, meaning God the Father, on high. What this writer in Hebrews is saying is that God spoke to the fathers, our forefathers, in the Old Testament through the prophets. But in the last days, he chose to send his son to speak to us. And God the Father appointed his son to be heir of everything. This is what Hebrews is saying. And nothing that was made was made without Jesus. John says that in the first chapter of John. It says that all things were made by him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. Again, that's old English for saying everything was made by him. John is saying it, Paul is saying it, and the writer of Hebrews is saying it. And John's account by calling Jesus the Word really brought forth that Jesus was the message of God to all humanity. He came as the Word. He spoke the Word. He lived the Word. He is the Word. It's a mystery in some ways. It's difficult to comprehend, but there it is right there right in writing, for us to read and get a revelation about. 
And the writer of Hebrews is saying that, that God was speaking to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of everything and, and by whom the worlds were made, the universe was made, who being the brightness of his glory, the exact express image of his person, Jesus was the exact expression of who God is, God the Father is. And on top of all this, he is upholding all things, this is in verse 3, by the word of his power. This is such a revelation, and, and, and it's important for us for a reason. I'm bringing all of this out for a reason. If you want to live this life, with any sense of victory, with any sense of what it looked like in the first church where these people walked in extraordinary ways. They saw extraordinary things and they were in love with God. They gave their lives. Paul at one point tells us in the book of Romans, I believe it's in the 12th chapter, not to be conformed to the world. As believers, we're not to be conformed to the world, but transformed by the renewing of our minds. So how are we transformed into the image of God? How are we transformed into a life where we daily grow to be more like Jesus? The simplest answer I can give you is God's living word. God is showing us through Jesus this message of the gospel. Paul said that that message was the power of God unto salvation. He wasn't ashamed of this good message of Christ, this gospel of Christ, that it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the renewing of our beings, both when we are just born again and we receive Christ and every day after where we are renewed in our minds. And the only way to be renewed is in God's word. And interestingly, though some may not see it this way, this Bible that we have is our access into the Word. And prayer is an access into understanding this by the, the moving of the Holy Spirit in our lives to read these things that I'm reading to you today and to get revelation out of it as to why it's important to you. It's important that you know that the Word of God is alive. And that word is in Christ, and he is the word. It's the word that comes out of God's mouth. It's the words that he has had written down in these scriptures for us. And these words change us from the inside out because Jesus is the living word living in you. And when you take this word in, there's, there's a connection that is made. There's an agreement that is made, and there's a confirmation, and you start to change from the inside out. And you stay in the word, and when you do that, you will look back a year later after doing this, and you will see that you have grown to such a degree that you may not even recognize yourself. You will be living a certain way that you didn't think you could. You will be effective in other people's lives that you didn't think you could. You would be like Paul. You would not be ashamed of this gospel, but you would know that this word is the salvation of God. Again, if you look at Romans 1, verse 16, this is very powerful. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the message of Christ, the gospel of Christ, this good news of Christ, because it is the power of God unto salvation. There is no greater message than the gospel. 
And there's a lot of messages being put out today, many of which are needed. People are in the political arena trying to do things. People are in uh, the business arena trying to do things. People are in teaching the gospel and, and many other aspects that are in the Bible. But they're of all of the messages that can be given. The gospel is the most powerful of all. And a lot of Christians don't believe that because they think the message is simple. Then they don't understand the living word. Christ is alive. When we speak of him, he's alive. This is a living word. In the beginning was the word. And it's a living word. It's not just a word on paper that has no power. No, this is a living word. A word that is God and was God. A word that brought the universe and this world and, and all of us into being by a word. Read Genesis 1 and on through for a few chapters and you'll see that all creation came through God's word. And then God is speaking to us in, this, in these last days according to the book of Hebrews, first chapter. And he's saying God is speaking to us today through his son. And his son is the exact representation of the Father. They are one. They are in full agreement. And Jesus came here to show it to us in person. That was one of the reasons he came as a man, to show us in person. This was the word. This was the message. This was the gospel. I know this is a lot, but this is the living word, the gospel of Christ. And the more we look into this, the broader it gets in our hearts, the louder our hearts cries to God as Father, Father, I'm your son, I'm your daughter. The love of God is very great here. So there's a revelation in all of this. And however much you've seen today, I'm very grateful for it. But the best thing to do, get these verses and spend time with them you'll see it'll just start to grow and you'll see many many other things in the scriptures i encourage you to do this this is really exciting to understand the value of the word of god it's so great and believers who value god's word tend to grow they do better they understand that this word is so important. Believers that never read the Bible and just kind of skim through it now and then, they're missing the life stream of God in their own lives. The living word, Jesus, is in your being, is in your spirit and in your heart. Read about that. Read about him so you see who's living in you as a believer. There's so much here. And I'm going to leave it right here because there's just, I could go on for another two hours and I'm not going to do that to you. Um, I'm just so excited about this. So I encourage you to read the beginning of John, read the beginning of Romans. Actually, that whole first chapter is amazing. And read the beginning of Hebrews to see these things and how they correlate together. It's really, really beautiful. So I'm going to leave it there. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening and being with us today. We love you, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.